Well, hello and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting. My name is Brent, and with me is my friend Megan. Hello. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. Uh, you're probably listening to this because you're somewhat connected to this church somehow. You show up on Sundays, you volunteer on a surf team, you help out with the wear love thing or something, or maybe you just randomly found this on the internet. Or you know Megan. Good for you. Or you know <laughs> Megan. That's definitely it. That could be it too. How are you, Megan? I'm doing good. Good. You had a great weekend. I did. It was pretty fun. It was... Um, it had potential to be a life-altering you know, change. People might hate me, like, but I was a little bit hoping they might lose on I Friday. <laughs> I know. You were You were definitely uh, uh, not. Well, so, so here's the backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You got tickets, because we should probably fill people in. Oh, you yeah. got tickets to I went Saturday's to a Mariners game. Yeah. That's the you went to Saturday's about. game, which yeah. is, the we call it the hangover game. Yeah, that definitely was the B team. Because they clinched on Friday night and then had a champagne fest in the locker room. <laughs> And then they sent out uh, some, you know, AAA players that no, they brought no, up. No, 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 no. It was all uh, like people who've been on their roster yeah. all year. But it was Abraham Toro has not seen the field in uh, yeah, like a, couple, a month. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a there sudden, there was a kid. There was a guy. He's not a kid. He's like in his thirties. They brought but, up. A, I, they brought up a AAA guy. Yeah, but his first his first day up was Friday. Right. And then, um, and he was the DH on Saturday. Yeah. But I got to see his first major league hit, which is awesome. Which I love is cool. when it, I love when that happens. And uh, you get to see Mariners win. Yeah, which I did. I've only been to one game this year and they lost, so you're <laughs> you're better off than I am. Yeah, yeah. But, it's fun. It's always fun when they win. Yeah. So that is exciting. Yeah. Very fun. Your your first trip in how many years to? Oh, uh, probably T-Mobile Park. I think it was 2018 the last time I went. Let's, because let's I was p- doing grad school. Yeah. Like right before the pandemic, and so I kind of like didn't do a bunch i'm gonna play over under how much did megan spend in concessions and gift shop purchases zero yeah that's not how the game works (laughs) gave it away how in the world do you go to t-mobile park and not spend a dollar on peanuts or i don't know know. we ate a seven dollar bottle of water gave us a food tour through chinatown which i bet was awesome and it was amazing and i I ate so much and I was really full when we got there. And so I was like, eh, I'm good. And so I got our like beer. That was part of our like a uh, special ticket that we got. Cause it was an Oktoberfest game. And that was, that was it. Okay. So they gave you a beer. Yeah. So you had one. Yep. Okay. But yep. that was part of your ticket. Yeah. So but it was part of my ticket. Really count. Okay. I gotcha. I didn't get out. Did any... you keep, are you keeping the Stein or are you selling it? I'm probably going to keep it. Are you? At least for a little while. Um, if you have me in secret Santa. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't mind a regift. Wouldn't mind that regift. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If you're going through your shelf, I haven't even seen it, but I think it would be really. It's cool. a. Do you want to? Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, okay. of course. Um. So at the Oktoberfest game, if you buy the ticket or whatever, they yeah. have a limited number of like beer steins, the glass beer steins. Um. So this one is a a boot, so it's like shaped like a boot. Okay. And it's. All clear glass, and then it's the like emerald green Seattle Mariners logo at the top. Which is crazy that they gave out a glass object. So they only, this is how they do it though. They only start giving it out after the seventh inning. Oh. And you have to leave once you get it. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't have it in the stadium. Oh, but okay. it causes that makes a, way more sense. Yeah, it causes a huge bottleneck. It's yes. It's like a fiat, it's a nightmare. Uh, uh, but yeah. So then how did you get, uh, the beer? Did they fill it up for you? No, no, no. You get a beer in like one of their like little metal aluminum okay. cups. They give you a little token or coupon no, or something. No, no, no. Yeah. They give you a, yeah. They give you like a voucher. Okay. And then you go get a beer. Okay. But yeah. 
So did you guys leave in the seventh inning then? No, we left after the game, at the end of the game. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. But so everybody got one then in the stadium. No, and they have they don't have enough for I think everybody, but So you pushed away uh women and children. <laughs> no, Gary <laughs> Well Gary so, definitely yeah, did. We like we're kind of making our way there and then we all got separated in this like massive like I'll see you when I see cluster you. Yeah. of people. And um yeah. So Gary and Matt Kerr managed to like make their way there and then he had all of our tickets anyway and like on his phone. And so he got all of our beers. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. We, yeah, I, yeah. I need seven of these, please. Yeah, six. But yeah. 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 <laughs> Hate that guy in front of you. Always oh, just keep scanning. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Good. Did you guys have a good time? Though? Yeah, it was really fun. Drove over and back in one day, right? Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chinatown. Uh, tell me about that experience. It was so fun. Yeah. Like, Gary just knows where to go because they used to go there as kids. Like, that was like where they would go to. Yeah feel like home and like you know be part of their culture you know did you eat anything at all that you were like a little bit okay so we went and got dim sum yeah so we got um we got like uh baked like bread buns like chinese buns the bao things or whatever no 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 no. like actual like rolls okay which were phenomenal yeah that was like probably the best thing i ate all day um and it in this like little shop that's boarded up like i would have never walked in there on my own in a million years um <laughs> they look close gary we're not going here yeah no and he walks in and then well have you ever listened have you ever heard him speak cantonese no i have tried and yeah he won't do it He's yeah like, so like but he if when we're when you were in chinatown but he does in yeah. chinatown to like the shop owners and like the rest people at the restaurant and stuff and so it's so cool um and uh, he's always been like that frog in the cartoon that just never performed when you're you're like Gary come on say what how does this what, what does yeah, this sound like he doesn't he doesn't want to perform he just yeah, exactly. uses it like if, when um, he needs. it's anyway. functional it's pragmatic yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um and then we went and got dim sum and he like ordered for the table like the basics um and so one of the things I'm not usually like a like a squid mollusky kind of seafood person I like fish but that's about it um but he got like salt and pepper fried squid it's like deep fried squid it was so good yeah i was like okay well never mind like (laughs) it was so good i remember my parents had a spot in downtown it was in uh chinatown there that we would go to as kids and all i remember are the the aquariums as you'd walk in and you'd see all of the animals swimming in there and not realizing that's what i'm eating yeah 15 feet away (laughs) Um, just being like, that's a totally different world. It's crazy that they have an aquarium here with a zoo and then I'll have whatever this fried thing is, please. Yeah. Um, and not making that connection as a kid yeah. until you go back and as an adult and you go, like, oh, oh my gosh, that's my food. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm eating. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember delicious. what it was called, but we, the same one, we'd go to the same one. All was the it time. like a sit down place? Yep. I think that's where we went probably. Did it have like round tables with lazy suit? Anyway. Never I don't know. It's okay. It's been 20 years since I've been to I haven't been to one since I was 15, 14 years old. Um, But it was really fun. That's not his like go-to dim sum place, but we were like, uh, we wanted to be quicker and he knew that place would be quicker. Yeah. Um, And so. Because it was boarded up and everybody else thought it was closed. No, no, no. That's a different place. (laughs) But the place he usually goes to was pretty full and like their service, like they're not quick with their service all the time. Sure. We went to the other place, but it was, it was great. And then we went and got bubble tea. And then we went back to the stadium. Oh, no. And then we went into one of the little shops and Gary got mochi donuts and Chris got Japanese Kit Kats. 
Look at that. I didn't get any mochi donuts or Japanese Kit Kats. I just kind of tagged along. Yeah. Although when we went into that shop, one of the security people was like trying to evict a gentleman, I don't know, a transient person probably. And the transient person decided to fight back right when I was walking past them. Uh. And I almost got like elbowed in the face. So that was great. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he definitely fun. like stepped on my shoe a little bit and I was like, ah, I need to go. I have to go. <laughs> Sorry guys. Cannot be here. Uh, fun. I yeah. did a wedding at the Moore mansion this weekend. Oh, fun. Yeah. Which is how many weddings fun. have you done there? Mm, yeah. It's a good question. Uh, uh, maybe like three or four. Okay. And I've my, never been there. My worst experience as an efficient was there. It had oh. nothing to do with the couple. It had everything to do with the fact that I was deathly sick. Uh, on the day of the wedding, and I, I've told the owner that because it's a new owner, she just oh, okay. her and her partner just moved here from East Coast, and so they're running it now. Um, but uh, so, and I said I I did a wedding here once, and I was so sick that I was um, I was ninety five percent sure I was going to puke during the ceremony. <laughs> and it was pre COVID, so it wasn't like you know I, I don't, I don't know. know it was. But I, I remember I'm I'm like up there, and I'm there's like bushes. It's like on the top steps, <laughs> and I'm looking at the bushes going. Which one, which one do I feed? Which one do I go to? Which one do I go to? <laughs> and I told, I, I talked to the, but it's like one of those, if you're, uh, if you're doing the ceremony that day, like what yeah. are your options? You can't call in sick and be like, Hey man, just sorry. Just fill it with somebody yeah. else. <laughs> um, so I called the, the groom or I texted the groom and the bride that day. I didn't remember who it was to be honest with you. And, and I said, Hey, I just so you know, I'm really sick and I don't want to get any of you sick, especially you on your honeymoon. Like yeah. you, they left for like a Hawaii or Cabo like the next day. <laughs> just, yeah. We, we've got three, three days flu of, from our pastor who yeah. married us. So I'm like, I'm going to show up five minutes before the ceremony. Yep. We are going to sign papers, but I, I'm going to sign them in a different room. Yep. And then I'll have I'll just leave them, and then you can yeah. do this, and then I'm. And leaving. you're going to stand well in front of me yes. while I'm doing and this. And please ceremony. bring a different pen because yeah. you're not going to want to touch this <laughs> pen. This is how bad I feel. And uh, so it was there. I didn't. I made it the whole ceremony. Oh wow! I, it was it was always like you know how you get it like right there oh, at the bottom no. of your throat, and you're like, if I say another word right now, it's oh, not going to be good. So I'd pause, long pauses. I never talk slow. <laughs> no, you, know you don't. You never talk Everybody's slow. There's like, never wow, any that pause. That was a real meaningful and profound <laughs> service. He, he paused after every every uh. verse just to really let it all sink in the hollowedness of the moment. And I'm like, no, nope. It just was choking back the just vomit. Barf almost ready to come out. <laughs> That's what it was. So, needless to say, this one went so much well, better. That's good. It was our friend Kim Rains. Okay, got married yeah. this weekend. Yeah. You know That's Kim. A, yeah. She helped out uh-huh. with early childhood. Um, her and Santiago got married. And he is from Colombia nice. and has uh, a very thick uh, Colombian accent. Nice. And we did vows in Spanish as well as Ooh. English. And so I got to kind of, I had him write them out for me. And so I attempted to um, be like, okay, yo, Santiago, te amo, Kim. You know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I think it went okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. <laughs> um, and, but here's the deal. Was his whole family like... His yeah, shaking his uh, his mom was like head in her hand, just yeah. shaking her head, like, "Oh my God, what is he doing?" <laughs> uh, we were live streaming it to some of his family who couldn't okay, make the trip yeah, yeah. back home, uh, and which was pretty cool. And then uh, the only thing that was my saving grace was Kim might be worse at Spanish oh, than me. Oh, okay, okay. So that was nice. That was really kind of her, <laughs> at least to have come across as such. Um, and then also, I sat there and I I watched him talk, and he he has this like beautifully rich 
foreign accent, like mm-hmm. Spanish accent. And when he is saying his vows or when he's saying I do, like it just it feels like he really means it. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I'm like, dude, it's not fair. You sound so good. Like, Kim, <laughs> I see why you're marrying Santiago right now. If if he said those words to me, I'd have a hard time not saying I do. He was it was that powerful. He was amazing. I was like, Santiago, next time we do a commercial for the church, I'm bringing you in here because it is rich and buttery and full of life. It was so good. I'm not kidding. Um, so that was fun. It was good. Man Crush Monday over here. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Apparently he's married and taken now, so whatever. Too but, late. Yep, it went good. It was good. <laughs> good, good ceremony. A lot of fun. Beautiful weather all weekend long. Gosh, I love this time yeah, of yeah. year. I just, I just, I'm looking at this. I'm taking pictures of sunsets like all week. every other day. I take a picture of a sunset, being like, "Ha ha, look at that!" And then it's like, "Well, it's gonna be here tomorrow too." Yeah, I mean, yeah. September, October, man. That's this is what you live for around yeah, here. It's so it's good. It's a good time of year. My brother-in-law sure. just moved here. Uh, they moved from from Seattle, and I text him a picture of the sunset because he's always raving about the weather. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm out decorating for Halloween in a bro tank." Yeah. Like here we are. Okay, the it's not usually this warm this late. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember it being in the eighties the first week of October. Yeah, it was like at least in the seventies. I'm 70s. not complaining. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. It's really, really good. My daughter went to uh, a football game on Thursday That's exciting. night. Exciting. Chiawana beat. Uh, I Kenwick. know they were really excited. It's your about school it. that you teach at, that and they're number one in the teacher. state. Yep. which is like they're undefeated right now. Undefeated and through like the. Through, gauntlet of their schedule yeah but I, that can be dangerous I, I they know. have another thursday game this week against hermiston and honestly i'm a little worried because yeah. i don't know if they're gonna take it seriously enough well you know <laughs> that's why we play the games but that's yeah. a pretty cool deal you're at a school yeah. with like number one high school football team i mean it's state. happened before i know but you want us one state oh, act like we've been here times. before is that the strategy we're taking with this <laughs> I don't know. I've He's... never been there before with a kid in the school. It's pretty great. And also, I'm watching my daughter and her volleyball team lose every game that they play. So that's this exciting. is really nice. Actually, that's not true. They did beat, I think, Pasco. But anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. It was kind of cute because um, their like, starting center got a concussion in the game on Thursday. And so uh, one of their sophomores, who's like brand new to varsity, had to start. And Mr. Clayton, um, who is the teacher next door to me, he's also the line, the O-line coach for the team. And apparently the kid like snapped it into his butt the first time. And <laughs> yep, that happens. <laughs> yeah. And so then he was like telling me this and then the kid like walked by as he was telling me this. And um, I was like, oh, I heard you snapped it into your butt. He's like, one time, one time. <laughs> But apparently he really got it together like after that and had a really great game and like did a really good job. As a sophomore, that's good. I was like, dude, what an awesome experience. You're going to be able to take that. That's a really dangerous position to play uh, because last week, I don't know if you saw this in the NFL, but the Dolphins punted out of their own end zone and uh, attempted to the the punter took the kick and it was kind of short because they, you know, you don't want to go out the back of the end zone and proceeded to kick it directly into the buttocks of the <laughs> the center who hiked the ball to him. And it looked like very painful. I'll be honest with you, um, especially when you're not expecting it and you're just yeah. kind of like in that position, like guarding. <laughs> and then and you're, you get a ball you're right, anticipating, right in the middle. You're, you're anticipating pain from the front end. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you get it from the back end. <laughs> And unexpected. you're going like, what was that, guys? 
Like, Man, the Dolphins had a rough game. Blocked his own punt. Yeah, it was a really, <laughs> it was a, the butt punt is what it was it's oh, come nice, down to. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, anyways. It happens. Uh, I, not, it's the first time in NFL history, so <laughs> it doesn't happen. It happened, but it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> hey, Sunday we continued our series on work, talking about the conversation about the integration of faith and work. We talked about uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and Paul talking about marriage uh and transitioning that into wherever you find yourself called to be and and or perhaps assigned to be uh kind of work at it with all your heart sort of stuff that he shows up uh talking about that not only in corinthians but in colossians as well just really in general any any time that he is is in that spot he's trying to say listen situational things are, are not as important as you kind of living this out and just doing a really good job at whatever it is that you do and uh, then we talked about the Psalms piece as well. Um, we said that uh, that the quality of our work and the being able to see the bigger picture of saying when the psalmist is proclaiming, and, and really I'm, I'm reading through some of the prophets right now, you know, oh, the walls of Zion, oh, the this, that, and the other thing. It's not like this magical magically appears. It's all of the structure, all the behind the scenes uh, things that go into it that people in all different uh, layers of... Uh, of government, layers of, of politics, layers of, of the workforce and the labor force work together to kind of make this thing. And, and the fact that they all work concurrently and collaborate with one another, that is a miracle in, in and of itself. And so a miracle is involved in it. It's just not like sometimes the miracle that we oftentimes think of. The miracle uh, of bureaucracy. A, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so the way of Jesus <laughs> is to say... It sounds like a really boring documentary. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm really into documentaries, so I'd probably be in. But... Um, uh, the way of Sorry. Jesus invites us into seeing uh, us not not limiting our work to simply acquisition of, of money so that we can experience leisure, but also the serving the world, so serving the global community or the outside community beyond ourselves. And in doing so, it actually helps us accomplish a higher level of work. So yeah. I think it's fun. It was a good conversation. Good to have. Um, and uh, I, I love, like I mentioned in the video or in the talk on Sunday, I love talking about work. I love reading about it. Some of my favorite, these are some of my favorite research books because mm-hmm. I, I just get so much out of it. Um, and uh, the poll that that uh, that we that we did was really really interesting. Not we did that we, I talked about mm-hmm. was very very interesting. Of uh, finding meaningful does does your job? It was in job, London or England. It was right? a UK poll. Okay. Yeah. Does your which that might skew it too? I didn't even think about that as much, but like I don't know. The original office is from the UK, so you get a glimpse into the culture of people who, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe a theology of work is more needed in that area than even in America um, for all kinds of reasons. But uh, nevertheless, I think it's a valid question, regardless of the, how the numbers play out, because I think it's definitely true. But do you find do you think that your job uh, does makes a meaningful contribution mm-hmm. in the world? And 50% of the people are going, yeah, I think I do. But again, that includes like if you ask a nurse or a teacher, even in their worst, you could talk to a you could talk to a nurse coming through the COVID thing, right? And being like, they went through pure hell in, in terms yeah. of the context and all uh, the people involved and, and all the things. And these people over here doing this and these people over here doing this. And yet you you go, okay, yeah, it sucks and the hours are terrible and the pay is not good enough and all this kind of stuff. But do you think that you're making – every single one of them would be like, yeah, I've got a story. I've got a thing where somebody came in and we thought they weren't going to make it and they did and then they get to go see their family again. Like that's a meaningful contribution in this mm-hmm. world. Easy to make that connection to. Yeah. Less so when 
you're rubber stamping files in an office as a city planner or uh, you know something else. You're a teacher, yeah. And so uh, I I included in that category maybe uh, incorrectly. I have no idea. You can tell me more. But um, <laughs> that is it easy for you to if I when I asked that question, does your job make a meaningful? Was there any pause? I mean, I'm sure you came to the conclusion. I personally yes. didn't have any pause in that, but. Okay. I don't know that there wouldn't if, if be If I was teachers. to poll Chiawana High School teachers, okay. based on what you know personally from teachers there, anonymous poll, they're not going to yeah. get fired or it's not going to affect yeah, their yeah, performance yeah. review. Do they think that they're, what they do makes a meaningful job? Makes meaningful I would say the role? majority probably Yeah, do. I would say too. Even those that don't me. enjoy their job at the moment or at all. Yeah. would probably say, yeah, what we do is meaning. Yeah, and I would say that that's true for pastors yeah, too. Yeah. I, I think that number goes down sometimes on Monday mornings after a long weekend and whatever. <laughs> but like, I think for the most part, you ask a pastor, I mean, like the job 95% would be like, yeah, I think I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you don't, then... Why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Go I mean, honestly, ours. like I can't, I can't speak for the same pastors, thing for teachers, but right? For teachers, like it's not an easy job. Like, none of you are going, yeah, but the pay, yeah. You know what I, mean, I mean, then <laughs> like, and honestly, in our area, in this state, like we teachers get a good paycheck. Like we make a living wage, living wage here, right? Um, and you know, like, but still, like, it's not an easy job. It's it's very difficult job, and it's hard emotional work yeah pretty much every single day yeah and if you don't think you're making a difference or building meaning into the world or that what you do is valuable like why are you doing it yeah because gosh that is i don't know how you get up in the morning like yeah which i think (laughs) you know could could have played a part in this great resignation that we have seen in the last uh, two years of people going, I didn't. Well, I didn't yeah. think my job meant anything, and now I st- I haven't been able to do my job in the way that I have done it for a year, nine months, twelve months, eighteen months, whatever it was for you. And you're like, it's true. Like nothing, nothing changed. And I, yeah, I'm. But even I like have a nurses and teachers, afresh, right? The number of nurses and teachers who have left the profession in yeah. the last two years is huge. It'd be interesting to see where they're going. Well, well, what teachers kind of are industries going. Are I, they going a into? lot of teachers can get really good, like corporate jobs, doing like training and like because there's a lot of positions. So in, still education, but more the well, private sector education. Yeah, piece. like all of like, but not not like teaching kids anymore. Yeah, just like running training programs or running all these other things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there. Like I've seen things about that. There's also other things, but or they go into a different field altogether, but. I don't know. In Washington, I feel like it hasn't. I mean, there's still some teacher shortage stuff, but I don't think it's been as pronounced. But I think Washington State as a whole pays their teachers a little bit better than some other states. And we don't have as many. There's some there was some pretty crazy legislation that went through in other parts of the country, really like restricting um, teachers and like basically saying we don't think you're an educated professional who knows what you're talking about um and you know what i wouldn't want to do this job if that happened to me either because i spent you know thousands of dollars and multiple years learning how to do this to be a well-trained like professional yeah and if you don't appreciate that then i'm going somewhere else yeah and i think one of the um 
unspoken bonuses of a job like yours and like mine, I can say like ours, is the fact that it is easy for us to make a meaningful con- like we don't think of that oftentimes yeah. but like that's a big that's a big deal like there's mm-hmm. a f- sense of fulfillment when you go home or when you get to go to a graduation a weekend ceremony and see all these kids throw their hats in the air and talk to you about where they're going to school yeah. and all this kind of stuff and you're like I was a part of making that a reality for them like it's easy to connect the dots in that I mean, way that's and a even real cool smaller pro. than that it's the number of kids that I've had pop by my classroom yeah. In the last month who just want to say hi or want to yeah. check in. Well, my daughter or... saying my dad dropped me off here because I missed no, the bus. No, it's not your daughter. Oh, it's okay. like students from last year who <sighs> like want to make sure and like check in with me yeah. or say hi or, yeah. you know, like I had a couple who like the only reason they came like because, you know, I'm in the portables. Like you got to kind of intentionally want to come there. Um, and they wanted, like, they intentionally came to come see me and say hi to me. Yep. And so. and the point of, of the talk or the series isn't, okay, everybody should, if you took a different job other than teaching or pastoring, then you should have, you met, you messed up. You should go find that out. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is figuring out that, that it's easy for us to connect those dots, but I think every job can be able to connect, not every job, but a, a, a you know, I vast think, honestly, majority of jobs. I think pretty much every job has some sort of contribution to society, right? Yes, yes. At some level. And so what is, like, be intentional so, about figuring out what your purpose is. In this book, it talks about mafia hitman. Like, well, okay, <laughs> I mean, maybe not that job. Okay, but, like, so there's not all, all, not all jobs, right? But Okay, let's, let's uh, in the realm of legal jobs... <laughs> Well, there are other legal jobs that I could mention that I would argue don't make a meaningful contribution to society. (laughs) Uh, But I think even like if you're thinking service industry or like all of those things, those are part of our society now and have meaning within them. And and you have an opportunity to interact with other humans and make meaning in their day and make meaning in their life. And so like, are you... Are you coming into what you're doing with that mindset? Is it? Yeah. And hopefully it's not just on every other year when Brent does a teaching on work that this is highlighted for you. I would love for that to be at the forefront of, you know, a monthly staff meeting or on on some sort of a post-it note on your computer at your work to be like, remember why you're doing this. Speaking of post-it notes on my computer at work, during the pandemic, there were a couple like, um, we had a couple like training things and they were talking about stuff. And so I have three that are on my computer every day. One is shift and persist. So like make change where you need to and keep going. Another one is how am I showing up today? So a question, like a daily question, like how am I showing up today? What am I like here today with these kids, with these people? And then the other one is choose gratitude. Yeah. And so like be thankful for what I have where I am. And like that helps me show up happier and it helps me show up kinder and it helps me show up in all of these different ways. But I think when I ask myself, especially the, how am I showing up today? Like it reminds me that I'm going to have an impact on the other people that I'm interacting with. And so like, I need to make sure I check in with myself about, okay, how am I feeling today? How am I showing up here? What am I bringing to the table? Because I'm going to interact with other people who are going to take something away from that. And do I want them to walk away feeling better about that interaction or do I want them to walk away feeling crappy about that interaction? Yeah. Yep. So, And I think it's common for like in our social construct of employment to have like pictures of our families 
on our desk to remind us why we're doing like it, that would be like the movie way of saying oh he's remembering or she's remembering who she works for or mm-hmm. like what that is like this connection and that's true and that's good and, and that should I, I'm not saying don't have pictures of your family on your desk sure. I, I hope that you do but in the same way like that that can also into and to a lesser extent because of our connections to our families are are more than to the world naturally that's how we are but like to some degree pictures of of people or mm-hmm. maybe you know them or don't know them but or principles about how our work connects with the service to the world um would be also a really healthy reminder i i do this because people need the the products that i do to be mm-hmm. able to live a life and flourish on their own level to be able to for them to go do the, the same thing that they pass it on as well so anyways yeah. figuring out what that connection looks like for you um keep the photos of the of the kids but also incorporate something else beyond that that sure. reminds you of the world so anyways good anything else yeah no that was it good all right, uh, next week we conclude the series uh, with our part four, which means communion weekend as well. We'd love to have you back for that, 9.15 and 10.30 in person. Uh, we had uh, quite, like almost, we're trying to figure out, we're navigating the splitting up of the two services because mm-hmm. we were 10 o'clock through the summer, you knew that, um, and figuring out where the balance has been. It's clearly looking like our, our 9.15 is the more popular of the two options. Um, now, the Seahawks also had the a Seahawks 10 o'clock played game. At 10, I know. And that they play at 10 again next week. I Thank you. The good look at you <laughs> up on your Seahawks schedule. I didn't even know they played at 10 next week. Um, but mm. uh, Well, they know, play the Saints, I think, is what I heard. Uh, wow, you are on top of it. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I can confirm that they, they do play the Saints. <laughs> um, I just hadn't registered that it would be another, uh, you know, lowly attended 1030s or 10. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, so we're, we're trying to navigate that and figure out what does that mean for kids areas and volunteers and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. anyways, but we had 29, 29 youth in our wear wow. space. Yeah. That's Sunday, a lot. Which is there. a lot of kids. It's a really in that room. small place. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're listening and you're the fire chief, it's not that small, no. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is, it is tight. It definitely is tight. Uh, so that, that'll be an interesting thing to navigate as yeah, we kind of uh-huh. go from there. But, um, yeah, good. Hey, let's jump into our something interesting. Let's do it. I open, so you go first. Yes, I do. So are you familiar? NASA has a project called DART, which right now I don't remember what that stands for. Um, double asteroid redirection test. They, I, it was in the news all last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shot their first asteroid so to they, protect the Earth. They from the landed forces. into their first asteroid. So this is just a test. This asteroid is not like any sort of danger, but they want to see if they can like, Put like push a like satellite rocket ship droid whatever into an asteroid and then like knock it off course. So they have to wait. I think it's like two or three months before they'll be able to really tell if it worked or not. Um, but the point, the hope is that it the impact on the asteroid was strong enough that it'll just like nudge it out of its p- current pathway. So that's the like purpose of Dart. But Google did a funny thing. With the so, if you get onto your phone or computer or whatever, and you Google NASA Dart, I'm gonna show Brent um, while this is going on. Um, it will do a funny thing onto the screen. So it has a little oh. ship go across, and then and the it whole hits the asteroid. Yeah, and it hits the asteroid, and then the whole screen, the whole search screen goes cattywampus. Uh, no, the search screen has not gone cattywampus. No, yes, it did. Did it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna do it again. Okay, do it again. Failed. Just kidding. Because <laughs> I, because I failed, <laughs> sitting here and observing. 
Okay. Okay, I'm watching. Oh, I see. see? It bumps okay. it to the right. It bumps into it, oh, and smart. then it bumps all of the, the Do stuff it on your phones, right. everybody. Pull out yeah. your phones. Search um, NASA Dart on Google. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They've got little Easter eggs it's like that. It's kind of like a little Google Doodle, cute. but this is the first time ever that Google has like adjusted the whole screen. Um, and so it's kind of a funny little Google trick. So that's my little nugget for that's you guys. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like it. Fun to see that kind of stuff. I showed that video to the kids the other day in the morning because uh, they had an, like a video thing, article of them oh. celebrating as it landed yeah. or hit. Or and they were whatever. like, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dad, can I go on the iPad now? Yeah. <laughs> um, sure, whatever. Uh, so we, Kylie and I, over a span of three nights watched the new Elvis movie Ooh. Uh, by Baz Luhrmann. Have you heard of this? Yes. Have you seen mm-hmm. this? Yep. This movie... Uh, Isn't it in theaters also? Is it in theaters? I think it was. It I don't was. know if it still it's is. Uh, I, I don't know. It's okay. on HBO, but it is so good, Megan. Yeah, I love Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann is an absolutely brilliant storyteller. That's Moulin Rouge too, right? It's Moulin Rouge. Yeah, no wonder it's you guys It's Australia. Right? It's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, and there's another one that I'm forgetting in there, yeah, yeah. Strictly Ballroom, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, and he is just, just so brilliant. It's, yeah. it's two hours and 45 minutes. Ooh, that's a long and one. And that is a long time for my wife to sit on a couch and watch a movie. <laughs> so we watched it in a span of three nights, but I anticipated and enjoyed every minute of it. Cool. Um, artistically it was great. I did not know a lot about Elvis. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you grow up no, but like he died in 77. So like way before my time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, cause I'm not that old, everybody. Ha. And, uh, <laughs> And Honestly, that's not that far before your time. Uh, well, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like you, you don't realize the superstardom that he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, until yeah. you watch those videos and you're like, oh my gosh! Like up there with the Beatles in terms of oh yeah, the crowd for sure, and yeah. all of the things uh, and him performing at the International Hotel in Vegas. I did not know that that is currently the Westgate. And I've been to the Westgate. Like we go, that's where they have like this big giant sports book. Uh It's like the biggest sports book in the world was for a while. Anyways, uh, with all these giant screens, we've gone and watched college basketball games there. And I'm like, I I walked in this lobby. Like that's crazy to see like the history of that thing and and the story. The story is just so good. The actor who did it. um, uh, He's newer. uh, Yeah. Uh, Austin. um, Oh my gosh. I I had it down. But um, like. Um, Honestly, you want to know why I know him? How do you know him? Because he did, Cause like, Olivia he's Rodrigo. Pretty <laughs> he's pretty dang cute, isn't he? Ew. Um, Not ew. He's young. He's he? really young. Is he? Okay. I think he's in his early 20s. All right. Maybe mid-20s. And uh, I, I did hear that uh, he had a, a vocal coach, oh, not okay. only to train him how to sing, but also to figure out the Southern drawl. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, his friends post-production have said that it's been hard for him to kick the Southern drawl, <laughs> that he's still talking like Elvis even after this yeah, thing is made. Yeah. Production was stalled in 2022 because of the pandemic. Oh. And if you remember um, uh, SNL... Uh, was supposed to have Tom Hanks uh, be uh, on, and he got COVID, and it was during this time. He's in the movie as well. Oh, okay. He plays his uh, manager, and it was during the production of the of this movie that he got uh, COVID, and that yeah. whole thing was kind of going down, and so they they had to do all that. It was yeah. So it's uh, but man, it is so good. I love it so much, and the cool. soundtrack is phenomenal. If you're looking for a good Spotify uh, playlist, that's it's been uh, what I've been listening to, and um. It's got a good mix of like modern retakes on Elvis stuff as well as some old classic cool. stuff. Check it out. Yeah. It's really, really good. All right. 
That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, We will be back on the following week to kind of conclude our series. Anything else, Megan? No, I'm good. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.